You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Good morning. It is Monday, August 10th, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. I'm joined right now by Chris Hummer, National College Football Writer for 24-7 Sports. Chris, it's Monday morning. We wanted to wait a while to make sure everything that was going to happen on Sunday happened. And here we are. So uh, the MAC has canceled. No Power 5 conferences have joined in with it yet, although it feels like the Big 10 and maybe the Pac-12 even are getting closer and closer to that spring football cliff but I think the story of the morning has been or the story to talk about this morning has been the we want to play movement organized or spearheaded by Clemson quarterback Trevor Lawrence and going just absolutely viral on Twitter Sunday night as players are trying to take back a little of the power and express that they're here for this and they want to do this and the we want to play movement joining forces with the hashtag we are united movement as seen previously in the pac 12 mountain west and the big 10 tweeting out a joint statement a joint graphic with saying we want to play football uh, with a list of other requirements such as uh, mandated health and safety procedures um, opt-out opportunities if they want to eligibility whether they play or not and then you know most importantly here uh, the fact that they want to use their voice openly and and honestly and perhaps create a college football players association, which you know is is a union and probably would not be able to happen. But regardless, Chris, there's a lot of momentum here from from college athletes across the country to try to take back a little of this narrative before we just fully cancel the fall season. Yeah, and I think it. I mean, I don't mean to start the podcast with some negativity. I think it's a little too late. Um, this is not going to sway decision makers, but it is interesting to see a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, the face of the sport right now, really step to the forefront and demand or at least ask for the chance to play. He has he has nothing to play for at this point. He could go to the league. He could make millions of dollars overnight and he could be set for life. But this is a guy that, Um, in a situation in which he has very, very little to play for is pushing with the rest of his friends and his teammates to play the 2020 season. And while I think this thing is getting shared a lot on Twitter with the intention of um, playing in 2020 and fans hoping they'll play in 2020, I just think this has more consequence moving forward in terms of the way players are going to organize together, the way players ask for things together, and the way for players to kind of have a voice in college athletics. I think it's a really powerful moment for the sport. And I think it's going to have consequences down the line. I think if you asked NCAA presidents and athletic directors and officials what they're more scared of 
losing one season or having players organize and represent themselves and take a serious kind of stake in college athletics in terms of the revenue, they would be way more scared of the latter example than one year off from the virus. And I think this is kind of college athletics' worst nightmare, worst nightmare in a lot of way. Well, that's what's been frustrating about the last few days as people report that it's inevitable that the season's going to get postponed is how come we weren't talking about the long-term liability all summer long? I mean, we literally had five months to figure this out. And anytime you, you talked about the mindset of a college official, a president, an AD, it was about, it, it would cost them too much to not play the one year impact. And all of a sudden now we have you know, concerns about litigation, liability, what have you. I, I think it's an absolute shame that that we've reached the point where it's mid-August. There's no solution. We've reached the point of mid-August, and the the players are launching essentially a hail mary. That I, I think you know, I'm maybe not as negative as you about it, Chris. Like I think this, I, I think there's been some backlash to to the to the announcement that the college football or the 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 leaking that college football might postpone the season and i saw the nfl per adam schefter is giddy about gobbling up some of those saturday primetime slots and taking over the sport of football i don't know if i don't know how the college how college football will recover from that either and that's a topic for another day but i i wonder if if there's a little bit of momentum now to try to pull this off and maybe it won't happen in the big 10 or the pac 12 but I can see the SEC or the Big 12 or maybe even the ACC being a little bit empowered here. And that's, you know, this is going to move so quickly and things are going to change by the hour. And, you know, Tuesday's podcast, I'm sure will, you know, maybe have some some heavy news to carry with it. But I would disagree with you a little bit. I I, I would think that this is this is maybe going to at least slow people down from making a decision Monday. And it's let's not forget, Chris. We're we're days removed from conferences releasing the schedules. Like, not not much has changed other than the MAC canceled and and maybe provided uh, some cover or an opportunity for the Big Ten to think about doing the same. Yeah, I think I think UConn and the MAC canceling certainly provide some covers from leagues that don't want to play. But additionally, in terms of the positivity that comes with this, I think there's certainly something to administrators having to give more pause here. But you're always going to see people in favor of playing come out and speak out in these situations. Those that are kind of working behind the scenes and those in charge of making the decisions that are a little more hesitant about it aren't going to come out and say on the record that they don't want to play. Like They don't want the liability risk. They don't want to be in a position where a player has heart complications and they're kind of under assault from multiple lawsuits. That's the reason why um, college football is pushing that direction. And while I agree, not, not much has changed from last week to this week. I think presidents and administrators have always been a little nervous, particularly on the president and chancellor side. And when they see a crack or an opportunity to kind of back away and take some of that liability away from themselves, they're going to take that opportunity. And while I think the We Want to Play movement is really powerful and I applaud the players for organizing, I just, I just really don't know how much of an impact it's going to have. Players and coaches are in the dark. I had a I had a direct message from a coach this morning just asking, like, do you think the We Want to Play movement or any of this is going to change anything? And, like, 
this is a pretty notable coach in college athletics who has almost no clue what's going to happen. So that just kind of tells you how in the dark those that we think make these decisions are. And it's just, it's a situation in which the players and the coaches have very little power and it won't be that level of kind of player coach deciding the situation. It's going to be people that run universities. It's going to be medical professionals and governors. And right now I just, with the way the country's at, I just don't know how big of a difference that we want to play movement's going to make. So this summer, uh, the NCAA Mark Emmert convened on Capitol Hill to talk about name image likeness and they were criticized. Um, their schools were criticized for the waiver. You, you remember like the, the, the promise letter for Ohio state, which could potentially be used as a waiver of, you know, waiving your right to, to, to seek any action down the line. Um, and so it doesn't appear, it does not appear like that would be a possible solution for schools though that is something a popular solution floated out on Twitter. Like, all right, if Trevor Lawrence wants to play, like maybe the entirety of the Clemson football team can sign a waiver, waiving their right to a lawsuit. Um, that is that any, does that have any life support or? Uh, well, the, the NCAA already, when they put out their uh, protocols last week said that is off the table. Like schools cannot ask for players to have a uh, COVID waiver, essentially. So Can players they, volunteer to sign a COVID waiver. Is I mean, like I mean, it, I it's mean, clear player, they're not. It's clear they're they're not going to do that. Yeah, I, I guess if they wanted to do that, it would have come out in the statement. Like we will sign something if you give us something to sign. Yeah, I mean, players like I guess kind of signed a COVID waiver last night when you saw players from across the country tweet, "We want to play." But um, no, I, I just can't envision a scenario like that. And I think that might be the only way to make it work uh, right now to protect the liability of these, ga- to protect the liability of these um, conferences and schools. But, what do you um, mean by that, Chris? Like, what do, you, you, do you mean that if every player tweeted that, then that could be used uh, as protection by schools? I mean, I'm certainly not a lawyer, but if there was evidence that a player was volunteering to play, he was not put in that situation to keep his scholarship not put in that position because he felt forced to by his teammates that in court, like you could show if you're kind of the defendant, you could show said player wanted to play before he sued you. I mean, there would be a little leverage there. I don't know how well that would hold up, but a tweet saying we want to play certainly qualifies as a player volunteering in that way. But I, I don't know how legally binding that would be, but that was just kind of a thought that crossed my mind last night. All right, it's going to be quite the day. It might be a long week. Keep your head on a swivel, Chris. Thanks for joining us. That'll do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. We'll talk to you all on Tuesday.